Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Morning! Welcome to everyone to worship today, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. The flowers on the altar today are in memory of Connie Kieser, the sister of Vicki McGuire, whose memorial service was yesterday. This morning, we will be installing our church council members in their positions for the coming year. Please take a moment after the worship service to congratulate each one of our church council members and thank them for all the work they do on behalf of our church family. A reminder to our church council members that our monthly meeting will be tomorrow, Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. FABA is selling banners of Armed Forces service members to be honored. You are invited to honor your favorite hometown hero by purchasing a banner. These will be hung on the utility poles around Farmersville. The cost is $190 per banner and includes the brackets to hang them with. Please see Daryl Weller, Ronnie Dale, or myself for an order form. Please also, along with the order form, feel free to submit a photo to be used for the banner, which will be returned to you. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous the Lord has revealed his righteousness to the nations. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Make music to the Lord with the Let the whole world resound with praise for God. Lord, open our hearts to worship you in this house. The Lord be with you. And also with Let us pray. Lord God, you showed your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, as he brought gladness and healing to his people. Grant us these same gifts, and lead us also to perfect faith in him, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. The first reading today is from Isaiah 62, verses 1 through 5. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, for Jerusalem's sake I will not remain quiet, till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will you call you de deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Ephesus and your land Beulah, for the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a maiden, so will your sons marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one spirit and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Here ends the reading.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now take some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, although the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Before beginning today's sermon, there is a correction to an announcement that was made earlier. Our altar flowers are given in memory of Vicki McGuire's sister, Connie Kaiser, whose memorial service was yesterday. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe I'm contractually obligated to ask, who won the wild card game against the Raiders last night? Well, who day? Not the Raiders. And how many years has it been? Exactly. That's right. Not just after 31 years, but really after the last two years, we've needed something encouraging to lift our spirits and morale, especially after the demoralizing and discouraging last couple of years as we battled through the coronavirus and everything else that's been going on in our state. Oftentimes, it's looked like nothing could possibly lift our spirits to, and give us a reason to be happy and celebrate, especially with the Bengals, because as far as I understand, although I need someone to confirm this, uh, there's apparently been a theory that the Bengals have been cursed because a certain player tackled another certain player, um, ending his football career 31 years ago. Does that sound familiar? Okay, good, I got it right. But then, after 31 years, the Bengals do the unexpected and win a round in the wildcard playoffs. As one headline put it, the curse has been lifted. We might even call it a miracle. That itself, the word miracle, is actually a word that gets tossed around a lot without any real thought about what it really means. But what is a miracle? According to the Merriam-Webster website, one definition of a miracle is a highly improbable or extraordinary event, development, or accomplishment that brings very welcome consequences. Now, of course, that's definitely the case with the Bengals. But in today's gospel reading, that's also exactly what happens. Jesus, his mother, and his disciples are at a wedding, and at this wedding, the wine runs out. Back in Jesus' time, this would have been considered disastrous. 
because as long as, the, as long as the wine continued, the party continued. Sometimes a wedding feast could actually last for up to a week, as long as the wine continued. Making sure that enough wine was available was also considered a sign of responsible hospitality, since the bride and groom were expected to provide for their guests and make sure they had the best, and their guests felt good about being there celebrating. In short, as long as the wine was available, joy and celebration was available. Especially since, for many people, um, life was hard, difficult, discouraging, and provided few reasons to be happy and celebrate. So an event like a wedding feast provided a wonderful time for joy, happiness, and encouragement for everyone who got together. Not only did a wedding feast give everyone a time to celebrate the couple's new happiness and wish them well for their life together, but it also gave them a chance to catch up with each other and provide special love and support for each other in the midst of their struggles and hard lives. But unfortunately, in this case, the wine has run out, the party is over, and there's no more reason to celebrate. What to do? Well, what happens is, Jesus simply comes in and turns water into wine, which may seem like a small act, but it makes a big difference. Jesus, in more ways than one, keeps the party going. He helps the bride and groom save face because they are able to show that they are responsible hosts by providing, by providing wine for their guests. He also helps keep the party going by making sure that there is joy for everybody available. He, he not only turns water into wine, he turns it into the best wine, showing that he wants the best for everybody whatever that best might be. Whenever our joy seems to have run out, Jesus comes through in just the right way at just the right time to lift us up and give us joy and hope again, often in an unexpected way. Just like he did something unexpected and turned water into wine, he does a lot of things for us that are unexpected to lift our spirits. It can be an encouraging word from a friend, or even a stranger, a gift, visit, phone call, or text, or some other message or action, which lifts us up and gives us joy and encouragement again. Just like the wedding feast gave everyone a time to love, encourage, and support each other, Jesus gives us times, often unexpected times, for people to love, encourage, and support us. At times when we feel discouraged, defeated, or downtrodden, we can and should expect for Jesus to cause those times to happen and for him to lift us up and encourage us in an unexpected way. This is what hope is, and we can have this hope in any situation, even though what we hope for isn't, isn't happening yet, we still can believe it is going to happen because of Jesus. But what it also demonstrates is the primary definition of a miracle, a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. As Isaiah prophesied in our first reading, which Don read for us just a few moments ago, God made Jesus higher than any other being, 
more glorious than any other ruler on earth. He restored God's people to their rightful place, lifted out of hopelessness, despair, and humiliation, and bringing them to hope, happiness, and their rightful place of being exalted by God. He did this by his own humiliation, dying on the cross, offering himself as a sacrifice for the sins of every person, and then rising again, showing how almighty and glorious he is by defeating the laws of nature, by defeating death, promising eternal life to everyone who believes in him. Jesus, being God, being victorious, being immortal, living forever, is not bound by the laws of nature. He can operate in any way he wants to, even breaking the laws of nature to give us what we need in just the right way. If he can turn water into wine, there's no telling what he can't accomplish to turn things around for us and make things better again. We also tend to forget that Jesus wants us to be happy. Jesus wants the best for us. <clears throat> we tend to think that following Jesus and being a Christian means that we have to be sad, beat ourselves up over everything wrongly done, and feel bad about ourselves. But that's not actually what Jesus wants for us. Being a Christian means having a close, personal relationship with Jesus. He wants to have a relationship with us, and having a relationship with us means one where he loves us. He wants us to feel good about ourselves, and most of all, feel joyful about him. When there seems to be no hope or encouragement, Jesus overcomes all odds and obstacles to bring it into our lives again. And oftentimes, he does so in ways that are hidden, behind the scenes, like secretly turning water into wine. He causes small secret things to happen to turn things around, make things better for us, and encourage us. He still works miracles, even small ones to this day. We can be encouraged by this. Miracles do happen. And at the very least, as long as we have a relationship with Jesus, we know that there is hope. Just as Jesus brought gladness to the wedding at Cana again, he brings us gladness whenever we need it whenever we ask for it. As another point, the greatest encourager we have in today's story is Mary. We tend to remember Mary only at Christmas as being the mother of Jesus. But actually, Mary doesn't always get the proper credit or honor she deserves. She actually plays a bigger role in Jesus' life and does a lot more in the Bible than we realize, especially in this case. Being Jesus' mother, and having lived with him for the past 30 years by this point, and seeing who he really is and what he can do, she recognizes that he has the power to be able to turn things around and make them better again. Mary, doing what every loving and responsible mom does, encourages her son to use his particular gifts and talents. So, even though he is reluctant at first, she encourages him to use the special powers he has to bring joy and happiness to the celebration again. 
In doing so, Mary is the example for how we are to approach challenges for ourselves and for each other by asking Jesus for help to use his powers and abilities to help us. We actually need more people like Mary, people who are willing not just to look for the positive solutions, positive solutions to problems, but who know where exactly to go to find those solutions, directly to Jesus. We need more people who encourage us not just to think positive, but to go right to Jesus, to pray to him for help whenever we're facing an impossible, demoralizing, or discouraging problem, and to believe that, just as he was able to turn water into wine, Jesus can do the impossible to overcome the impossible. If you are that person right now, I encourage you to use your gift and talent. We need you right now. We need you to encourage us to go to Jesus with every need. We need you to encourage us to pray to Jesus and trust Jesus to help us. We need you to remind us we're not alone. We have Jesus. Again, we need more people like Mary. And if you are that person, I encourage you, be like Mary. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to encourage us and give us the hope we need. Don't be afraid to give us the right perspective. Don't be afraid to point us in the right direction. Don't be afraid to pray for us. Don't be afraid to ask Jesus to help us. Don't be afraid to encourage us to keep trusting Jesus. Also, don't be afraid to encourage us by telling what you love, admire, and affirm about us. We need you. In fact, we need you more than ever. We need to encourage each other to want the best and seek the best for each other. We need more voices which encourage us to ignore the negative we hear, whether inside ourselves or from other people, and listen to God's encouragement and affirmation instead. We need more voices which encourage us to keep moving forward. We need more voices of support. We need to believe that, just as Jesus is the God who is in total control of nature and can even operate outside of nature to accomplish great things, he is the same God who can come through for us and do things to give us hope and joy and make us happy again. We need to believe that he is the same God who causes things to happen to pick us up when we're down and discouraged, and, we need, and when we need extra encouragement to lift us up. We need to believe that God can still cause miracles to happen. Even if we can't always recognize them, we can still expect them. One of the greatest miracles we are experiencing right here, right now, is the fact that we are all together. Even despite overwhelming odds, such as the coronavirus, or any other struggles we may be going through as a church right now, we're still able to worship and fellowship together. And the reason we are, we are able to be here is because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, which is the very power of Jesus, which encourages us and keeps us going.
As St. Paul reminds us in today's second reading in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, we can't even say Jesus is Lord unless the Holy Spirit gives us the power and encouragement to do so. We can't follow Jesus, especially when our own energy and hope is spent, unless the Holy Spirit helps us to do so. The Holy Spirit has been who has, who has kept encouraging us to keep trusting Jesus, trusting that he has the best for us in mind and following him where he leads us. The Holy Spirit, who again is the very power and voice of Jesus, has been the one who has been encouraging us to keep going, don't give up, not give up, and keep moving forward. The Holy Spirit has also been using each one of us to encourage each other to keep going and not give up. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has told us the opposite of what we expected to hear, especially for how to move forward. But where the Holy Spirit has led us has always turned out for the best. At this point, I would like to take a few moments to lift up and recognize our church council and staff, especially since today we will be installing our church, our church council members in their positions, and we will be hearing a portion of our second reading once again before we do so. Our church council and staff are a wonderful demonstration of how we can all follow the Holy Spirit by using our gifts and talents and support each other as a church family. If it were not for each and every member of our church council and our staff, our church family would not be in the position we're in right now to be able to not only to keep going, but look forward and move forward with hope. Even though it has been a challenging past couple of years, our church council and staff have gone above and beyond to make sure we are able to adapt to the present circumstances and move forward safely as a congregation, especially by making sure that our building is safe and maintained, our worship practices keep everyone, keep everyone safe and healthy, and that we are able to listen to everyone's suggestions for how to move forward as a congregation. So today I encourage all of you Encourage our council and our staff. I encourage all of you to encourage and affirm our church council and our staff for the wonderful work they're all doing. And I mean that with all sincerity. Also, not only our church council and staff deserve our encouragement and affirmation, each and every one of you, and even you watching the video, or listening to the podcast, are just as much an invaluable part of the direction and ministry of our church family. The many wonderful things each of you do help us all to experience God's love and help our community to experience God's love. Everything you do for each other, our church family, and for our community and the communities in which you live makes a big difference. Even though it's not exactly the same thing, just like Jesus turned water into wine and it seemed like only a small secret thing, it made a big difference. 
In the same way, whatever each and every one of you do for our church family and for your communities, however small it may be, it makes a big difference. Never discount yourself. Ne never discount yourself for any reason. Whatever you do, it makes a big difference. So I want to encourage all of you, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Everything you do is valuable, more than you may realize, and makes a big difference. Even though, after everything I've said, today's sermon should technically be titled Encouraged by Miracles, the original title, The Only Way is One, still remains true. The only way for us to be able to continue to keep going, even with our current struggles caused by the pandemic and other factors, is to remain one and be united. We are to remain united with Jesus in a relationship with him, enjoying a relationship with him, experiencing joy from Jesus and the miracles he does for us, even small ones, every day. Being happy in a relationship with Jesus means that we receive encouragement from him, often in ways we don't expect, but we can expect to happen because Jesus always comes through for us. We can also be united in one purpose, each of us using our diverse gifts, which have been given to us by the Holy Spirit. That one purpose being, as Jesus wants the best for us, we can also want the best for each other. This means using our gifts in encouraging, uplifting, and affirming each other. We can especially encourage, uplift, and affirm each other as a church family as we continue to struggle together. We can continue to use our Holy Spirit gifts and talents to build each other up and build up our church family. Even though we may be tempted to lose hope, lose perspective, and lose sight of what our true purpose is, we can encourage each other to stay focused on Jesus. The same Jesus who turned water into wine is the same Jesus who helps us and even works miracles for us. Jesus is with us, is for us, and is on our side. Let's encourage each other with this truth. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The following persons, persons having been elected by the congregation to positions of leadership, are asked to stand and remain standing as their names and offices are read. Tom Iser, Chairman. Vicki McGuire, Treasurer. Holly Lopez, Financial Secretary. Angie Oblinger, Recording Secretary. Debbie Gustin and Debbie Iser, Elders. Ron Dale, Terry Gustin, Steve McNabb, Don Nye, and Daryl Weller, Trustees. Dennis Arnold, Tom Arnold, Dan Urbeck, and Jason Iser, Deacons. Shannon Latvala, Sunday School Superintendent, and Connie Iser, 
assistant Sunday school superintendent. Hear these words from St. Paul once again. There are many different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives to everyone ability for particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way to each person for the good of all. You have been elected to positions of leadership and trust in the congregation. You are to see that the words and deeds of this household of faith reflect him in whose name we gather. You are to work together with other members to see that the worship and work of Christ are done in this congregation and that God's will is done in this community and in the whole world. You are to be diligent in your specific area of serving that the one Lord who empowers you is glorified. You are to be examples of faith active in love and help maintain the life and harmony of this congregation. On behalf of your brothers and sisters in Christ, I ask you, are you ready to accept and faithfully to carry out the duties for the office, offices for which you have been elected? If so, then please say, yes, by the help of God. At this time, I invite the whole congregation to stand. People of God, I ask you, will you support these, your elected leaders, and will you share in the mutual ministry that Christ has given to all who are baptized? If so, then please say, yes, by the help of God. I now declare you installed as officers and council members of St. Andrew Lutheran Church. God bless you with his Holy Spirit, that you may prove faithful servants of Christ. Amen. And now together, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. By your Spirit, activate within your church gifts of faith, healing, and prophecy. Unite those who profess your name across congregations, denominations, and geographic boundaries. Open our hearts to recognize and celebrate surprising miracles. Lord, in your mercy, by your spirit, grant wisdom, knowledge, and discernment to those who hold leadership positions at any level. Direct policymakers toward compassionate decisions that build up safe communities. Lead all authorities in seeking and serving the common good. Lord, in your mercy, 
You see us for who we are, and you delight in us. Embrace those struggling with self-worth, wrestling with self-identity, or facing significant life transition. Remind us that nothing can separate us from your love. Lord, in your mercy. As Jesus provided generously in a moment of need, provide generous gifts of healing for those in need in this day, this day especially those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, you bless us through the spiritual gifts of the saints who have gone before us. We give thanks for the lives of all who have modeled the way of courageous faith. And especially today, we give you thanks for Connie Kaiser and Jerry Latvala. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
in peace. Serve the Lord. Please be seated until dismissed. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.